For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Alric Heck, and we're going to explore YouTube ad targeting. I think you're going to be absolutely fascinated by today's episode. By the way, if you want to reach me, I am at Stelzner on Instagram, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Also, if you're new to this show, hit that subscribe button. I've got some great content coming your way. Here's Michael's tip of the week. All right, there's a really good chance you use Google. Most of the world uses Gmail in particular for their email. That's what I meant when I said Google. If you log in on the desktop and you go under the gear on the upper right, there is an option called Priority Inbox. And if you're not already using it, it is amazing. It allows Google's artificial intelligence to read your email and to discern whether or not it's important or not. And if it's important, it'll lift it right up to the top of your inbox. And if it's not, it'll hide it down below. And this allows you to very rapidly just focus on the messages that are from people that matter or that are about topics that matter. And it allows you to get in and out of the inbox as fast as possible. One more tip. I personally follow this next advice and it works really well. If I can respond to an email in less than 30 seconds, I respond. If I can't respond in less than 30 seconds, I do one of the three actions. I forward it to someone who can, I ignore it or delete it, or I star it. And then what I do is when I have time, I come back to the things that are starred. Managing our email inbox can be really, really painful, but hopefully these tips will make your life a little bit better. All right, let's transition over to this week's episode with Alric Heck. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Alric Heck. If you don't know who Alric is, he's a YouTube ads expert. He's the founder and CEO of Ad Outreach, a consultancy that helps marketers and business owners sell online products and services. He's also developed the YouTube ads workshop. Alric, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Mike. I'm excited to uh, to dive in. I am as well. And today we're going to talk about YouTube ad targeting, which I think is going to be absolutely fascinating. But before we go there, I would love to hear your backstory. Start wherever you want to start. How the heck did you get into YouTube ads? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it, the, the funny part is it actually started, I've been on YouTube for, for over a decade now, which is kind of funny. You wouldn't really know by looking at me, but you know, I started out a long time ago, back in 2009. Mm. Uh, so you know, over 11 years ago now on YouTube, I created a YouTube channel, AppFind at the time. It was a YouTube channel where I did tech reviews, app reviews, tutorials, things like that. And it really started to take off. And more and more people were watching, more and more people were uh, tuning in, subscribing to the YouTube channel. And what I started to realize is, wait a second, I actually have something big. I was developing an audience. And at the time, I was in you know middle school, high school, going into college. It's actually kind of funny. I talk about that. A young entrepreneur, I started when I was just 12. And what I really started to experience was, wait a second, there's a lot of people that are watching me and interested in the different products and applications and things I was talking about. And so as I started to get into college, you know, I was having all of these different applications sponsor us. We were having hundreds of different applications. And when you say application, do you mean computer software or mobile apps back then? Yeah, so mobile apps back Got then. It. So okay. different mobile applications. Right. And they were reaching out and they were saying, hey, can you feature us on your YouTube channel? We mm -hmm. wanna get new subscribers. We wanna get more people, you know, tuned in. And we were getting hundreds of different applications that were paying us over a period of time to produce videos on our channel or feature them in the different videos that we did. And I was actually using that to pay for college at the time. And so what I was really excited about was, wait a second, I was actually getting a lot of people really interested. I had this YouTube channel that was getting a lot of people watching, getting a lot of people downloading apps. And one day, I started looking at things and I had one application that had reached out to us. And by this point, I had read, you know, four hour work week. I had systematized a lot of things. I had hired a video editor, you know, to, to help me with the process. So I was pulling myself out more and I knew I wanted to create something even bigger. And I knew that I had so much more potential and I wanted to, you know, build a business for after college. You know, I was making enough money to pay for college, you know, a good living, but I knew I wanted to create that, you know, multi-million dollar business. And it came to me when there was a particular social media networking app that had sponsored us. We did a video on YouTube and we got thousands of downloads for their app. And they reached out to us and they said, hey, you know, how can we get more downloads? We love this. You know, your viewers are actually sticking around with the app. It's got some of the best stick rate, you know, daily active users uh, rate. And they asked us if we could post the video again. And I know you've had a lot of people on the podcast that talk about organic. And one of the things is organic's incredible, you know, on YouTube, you post videos on YouTube. But the problem is, if you post the video again, a few days later, I'm like, hey, I, you know, I don't want to just take your money and just repost the same video because you're not going to get double the results because my viewers have already seen it. And I said, you know what, let me do a little bit of experimenting. This is about six years ago. So again, I started on YouTube 11 years ago. I built up a channel, got hundreds of thousands of subscribers. You know, today it has over 450,000 subscribers. And I realized that, wait a second, I could actually take that video for that company and run it as a YouTube ad. Mm -hmm. So I started researching that and I came back to them and I said, hey, we can do a YouTube ad for this video. And they were a little skeptical at first. Remember, this was six years ago. Right. Most people were, you know, it was mostly like Geico and Ford, like commercials on YouTube. There weren't really a lot of people advertising mobile apps, you know, a lot of people in kind of the, the social media, you know, marketing space. I mean, even that, a lot of people weren't even doing Facebook back then, let alone YouTube. And so what I said is, hey, let's run this as an ad. They were a little skeptical. They gave us $500 budget. And in just one week with $500, we got over 11,000 users 
for their app. Wow. They were blown away. And you got the ads bug, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I got the ads bug because I was like, wait a second, this is crazy. I can get all of these people to, you know, download this application, this video I already made, and I can, you know, introduce this video to even more people. It was basically just throwing gasoline on the fire. And I've always been creating videos. I've always been passionate about video marketing. And that's why I built like a YouTube channel. And when I was even younger than when I created my YouTube channel, I was doing sketch videos. I was up, you know, doing all kinds of different things. You know, even before, you know, I remember when YouTube like first came to prominence and I was like, oh, this is a cool platform because there were, you know, it was hard to host videos like before that. And, and so, you know, going from YouTube and then actually running ads and then that same uh, company, because it was actually a performance marketing company that had hired me and they were actually getting paid on performance. They're getting paid a dollar for every user. Mm. They were very happy, $500 for 11,000 users. Uh, we kept running that campaign, but then they reached out. They said, hey, we actually have a really big campaign and you know they actually don't want to work with your channel. Your channel's too small for them. But what they do want to do is they want you to run the ads mm. for the other YouTube promotions that they were doing. And this was a big company. Uh, they actually became a, you know, a unicorn company and, you know, they, they were like blitzing the market and, and, and I was actually managing YouTube campaigns that they were doing. They, they basically did a bunch of sponsorships. Can you say who they are or you're not allowed to say who it is? Yeah. So I can say who they were. We'll probably talk like offline about that as well. So, you okay. know, I, because it wasn't directly with that company, but it was a performance marketing company. It was a company a lot of people would know is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. Right? A lot of people would know that. And it was really exciting because the crazy thing was I was actually running these campaigns, you know, over a thousand dollars a day. I think it was you know multi thousand dollar campaign in college, you know, from my dorm room. I had obviously already built a YouTube channel, so I already known that. But now I was actually running big campaigns, and that was the second campaign I ran for anybody. And then I was really, really hooked. And so I started doing YouTube ads for mobile apps. I was, uh, you know, driving millions of app downloads, working with all kinds of different app developers. I was leveraging my network. At the time, I was really connected with, with app developers and, you know, app marketers and, and different agencies as well, uh, app marketing agencies. And so I just went to them and I said, hey, we can run YouTube ads for this. And, you know, it was just really exciting. But then, you know, I knew I wanted to do something more. Right. And so we were running these YouTube ads for, for, for mobile apps. And there was a, another pivotal moment. I went to the HubSpot inbound conference in 2016. This is basically four years ago, almost exactly four years ago now. I was probably there that year. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's a, yeah. It's a, such a small world. Yeah. You know, I was actually talking with uh, Dave Woodward. Uh, I was on their podcast over, you know, the ClickFunnels Funnel Hacking Podcast. And he said he was there too. So it's such a small world. It's a small world. So I was there. And I actually went, and obviously HubSpot's incredible, but I actually went to the ClickFunnels booth because I'd heard about ClickFunnels. I wasn't a member of ClickFunnels. I wanted to learn more. And actually, it was kind of funny when I was talking with Dave, we realized I probably spoke with him or he was at least at the table. Maybe I spoke with one of the other associates there because he, he was at that event, working that event. And anyways, I was over there and I was talking with them and I was getting so excited about, wait a second, I can now run YouTube ads for a funnel not just applications, not a $1 app or a free app, you know, with a monetization model, because I'm sure you know, right, you promote apps, apps are incredible that, you know, it's a background that I had, but there's so many of them that, you know, you're like, hey, now this, you have millions of downloads, like, are we going to scale to the next level? Or you've got hundreds of thousands of downloads, and a lot of them are pre-revenue, right? So the concept of being able to do direct response ads, actually run an ad to a funnel, 
and get actual sales, whether it's e-commerce sales, if you're, you know, an e-commerce funnel or, you know, high ticket sales and core sales, which I really, you know, dove into, that was so exciting. And I became, you know, ClickFunnels member basically right after that event. I got all the swag and all of that. And, you know, I also found some some coaches and mentors in the, the funnel space. So learning, learning how this works. And I was just really excited to dive in. And I actually made a funnel for YouTube, you know, I was running YouTube ads to get people who are app developers, it was kind of funny, to watch a webinar. And then I was, you know, enrolling them as clients. And people started to look at that and they said, wait a second, how are you doing that? And I'm like, what? How are you running YouTube ads to a webinar? Because what we were seeing is we were seeing 50 to 60% show up rates on, you know, an ever webinar when people were seeing, you know, like, you know, much lower rates running Facebook ads to webinars. And so that's when I realized that there was something uh, that I really had that was special, a big need. I rebranded my company to Ad Outreach before that was App Outreach. And then we rebranded to Ad Outreach. And that's when we started working, you know, with, with YouTube ads for businesses and really emphasizing funnels. So we have a lot of clients who are coaches, consultants, course creators, you know, expert-based businesses, info products. Uh, we also have a lot of e-commerce products as well, mostly funnel-based e-commerce-based, you know, products as opposed to the, the whole, you know, store. Uh, mm-hmm. Shopify style is more the, the you know, funnel-based. But, you know, that's really what we've emphasized. And so I switched away from, from doing ads for clients and I created a done-with-you model. So we have trainings and then also hands-on help implementing it, which we've found is the best. You know, too many people these days kind of have a dichotomy, right? It's either a course or an agency. You know, you either have right. to, you know, learn it all yourself with no hands-on help, or you have to hire an agency and you're basically giving up all the control. You're kind of beholden to them versus, you know, there's a lot of people that want to learn, but have somebody hold their hand and help them take action. Excellent. And so that's what we created, the YouTube Ads Workshop program. Sweet. And uh, it's just been incredible from there. Great story. I want to ask this question, and part of the question may have already been answered a little bit in your story, but there are some marketers listening right now that are all in on Facebook, but they're not maybe sold on YouTube ads. So give us just kind of a quick overview on why they ought to consider YouTube ads. What's the business case for them? Absolutely. That's a great question. So there are you know several key elements that just make YouTube ads so impactful. And one of the biggest ones is intent. Think about how people are interacting with Facebook. It is interruption-based marketing. You have to have a pattern interrupt, right? People are scrolling on their phones and then you have to you know, get in front of them, capture their attention and really interrupt what they're doing. Versus on YouTube, people are actually seeking out content, especially if you have a funnel-based business, you know, and obviously, you know, th- there's different types of, on the e-commerce side, but then there's also expert-based businesses or information-based businesses as well. Um, you know, if you're the face of the business, if people are watching on YouTube, they're typing in, you know, how to lose weight, how to get sales, how to grow my business. They're typing in, you know, how to solve this problem that your business solves. And they're watching these videos that you can run your ad in front of. If they're watching workout videos and you have a better way of, you know, you have a personal training program or you have a new fitness product. Actually, I love that example because you can apply it to either a product or a program. You know, if they're watching these fitness videos and you run your ad in front of it and you've got a program or a product that you're looking to reach those specific people, you're reaching them when they have intent. They're in what I call the learner's or buyer's mindset. So learner's mindset for expert-based businesses, buyer's mindset for you know more e-commerce-based uh, businesses. But they're really in that mindset of, I want to research now and see how I can solve my problem. 
So that's one of the biggest ones is intent. And then the other element, we'll talk about this a little bit later, is how you can target people. Because you have intent, it adds a third dimension to your targeting. That's what we're gonna talk about later on, um, and I'm excited to dive into this. I know we, we talked a little bit about this you know, before, before hopping on here, Mike, is we talked about you know, 3D YouTube ads targeting, and that's one of the big things we'll talk about is the third dimension of targeting that we have found to be the secret to high converting campaigns. Excellent. I want to ask a quick question about stats. You got any stats off the oh. top of your head for people that don't hang out on YouTube a lot? Like mm-hmm. how big is it over there? Exactly. And and that's one of the biggest things that uh, that people have. So Google's run a bunch of studies on this and people aged, you know, 18 to 48 was the prime, you know, buying demographic, you know, over 80% of them are on YouTube on a very consistent, regular basis. Right. And then in addition to that, Google ran another study. And this is the stat that I love. And I believe, you know, the stat, also they ran the study a while ago. So the stats are, you know, only going to go up in my opinion. But when they, when they ran the study, they found that 68% of people in that range make purchase decisions based on YouTube videos. Mm. 68%. Now you might think that's crazy. That's, that's so high. That's more than half of people in that age range. But here's why that's actually true. And not just why it's true, but like if you think about it, this is a thought exercise. Think about the last time you looked up a new phone to buy, maybe the new iPhone or new Android phone. You probably watched a video on YouTube, right? You know, a car that you were gonna purchase, you know, you probably watched a review video on YouTube or videos, you know, showcasing it, right? You know, a TV. Or a camera, right? Or any of that kind of equipment, right? Exactly. Or a software. Maybe, you know, when you were looking into ClickFunnels, you saw a ClickFunnels review or you saw a setup tutorial video, right? It might not just be a review. It could also just be, you know, a different type of video. And you have all of these videos that people are watching and you're basically informing that purchase decision. But get this, 68% of people uh, within the 18 to 48 window that, that, you know, Google made the study make purchase decisions based on YouTube. Only 9%, again, at the time of the study, of businesses were actually advertising on YouTube. Well, and this is the other side of it. A lot of people forget that Google owns them, right? And Google Analytics is installed on every website on the planet, right? So they know what you're searching for. They know what you're shopping for before you even show up on YouTube, right? So let's not forget that that is also when you go there with an intent and the fact that they're pixeling everything, right? Just like Facebook, you combine intent with all that demographic detail that they have that Google has a lot, right? Even probably in some regards, more purchase data than even Facebook has. And I think that makes it very, very powerful. So we've set the case. Now I wanna talk about the targeting side of it because you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier that the targeting is really phenomenal on YouTube. So you threw out the phrase 3D YouTube ads targeting. So why don't you at a high level describe what it is and then we'll dig into uh, the, Mm -hmm. the elements or the tenets of it. Absolutely. And that's what I love. So 3D YouTube ads targeting is really at the core of everything that we do with our targeting campaigns. And what I want to talk about first is what it isn't, because I have found that one of the biggest problems, you know, in the marketplace right now is most people are only targeting in two dimensions, Mm. right? And if you look at most Facebook advertising, and this is why when we make the case for YouTube versus Facebook, again, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm still a believer that you should be on a wide, as you are, Mike, I know, on, you know, a variety of platforms, ideally all platforms, you know, with with your advertising, with your social media presence, with your marketing. But when we're talking about YouTube versus Facebook, on Facebook, a lot of people are just doing two dimensions, right? They're targeting based on demographics. That's who somebody is, where they're, where they're located, uh, you know, basic information about them as a person, uh, demographic wise. 
and then interest, right? So whether that's uh, specific targeting, such as maybe you know they they have a specific interest, or uh, you do like an audience upload lookalike list, you know all that classic Facebook stuff. Right. But that's still two dimensions. It's demographics and what they're interested in. The missing dimension is what they're doing right now, and that's because you know, Facebook doesn't really have a good way to control that. Everybody's kind of scrolling the newsfeed at different points of time, but you could catch somebody at the perfect time when they're actually like interested in buying something, but you'd also catch them at a bad time when they're just, you know, they're, they're about to get in their car, they're just checking Facebook real quick and then they're, they're gonna drive off. They're not gonna use Facebook for the next, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. And so Facebook has to fill that in with an algorithm. What I always like to say is if you're not targeting in three dimensions, the algorithm has to, fill in that third dimension. And sometimes it works in your favor, but sometimes it doesn't work in your favor. And more often than not, it creates a roller coaster effect because it works in your favor one day and then the next day it's not great. Same thing on YouTube when people start out. And this is why I'm so excited to talk on here because there could be people listening right now that have tried YouTube and you know they only tried two dimensions. And that's why we're gonna talk about three dimensions. That's why I wanna talk about what this is not before we talk about how I recommend targeting with your YouTube ads because most people on YouTube will target in two dimensions. They'll start out, you know, by targeting with again demographics of who somebody is. And we're actually going to talk about uh, one way you can get really, really specific there that works really well. But we'll talk about that in a second. But demographics of who somebody is, where they're located, and then they'll target intent videos. Which again, we talked about intent is so powerful, right? Describe intent a little bit more for because that's not a, oh yeah that's not something Facebook advertisers are as used to. So just like dig a little bit deeper on what intent means. Oh, absolutely. So that's the video that they're watching right now. So on YouTube, there's three main ways that you can target this. There's placements. So that means that you're specifically choosing this video to run your ad in front of. So you can literally type in the URL for a video and run your ad in front of that video or a channel placement. So take all of Gary Vaynerchuk's videos, for instance, or or Tony Robbins. Exactly. Or, Or even your videos, right? You could take a whole channel and put it in and that's a placement. There's also uh, one step beyond that is keywords. So keywords is you could basically take any video that has either in their tags or in the metadata. So the, you know, the title and Google knows a lot about what's in a video that let's say has a keyword of how to lose weight. Mm. So that'll get all the videos that have a, you know, overall theme of how to lose weight. They have that in the title. They have that in the tags, the metadata of the video. I mean, YouTube's really advanced. They actually listen to the videos now. They, they, they make transcripts of all the videos. They know what's said in videos. It's crazy. And so they use all of this data to find, okay, all the videos relating to how to lose weight. And then there's one other element, which is topics. And topics is a collection of videos like health and fitness. So that'll cover, you know, even wider. So you have videos themselves. There's three kind of late, like, you know, degrees of targeting the, these videos the videos themselves, you have keywords, which is, you know, basically all the videos, the same, you know, uh, keyword, uh, you know, the same type of content and then topics. And that's kind of all the broad videos related to a certain topic. Okay, perfect. So we talked about the first thing is demographics, which is Mm -hmm. who are they, right? Where are they? That kind of stuff. The second thing was intent, which is, you know, what are they watching? What are they searching for? Presumably what's the third part of the 3d? Exactly. And so that's going to be the audience. But what I want to do is also kind of finish that side of it, because what I found is most people on YouTube, they're just going to do what I just described, the demographics, and then they're going to target the intent, you know, the specific videos. They'll start off by doing placement ads. And then what they run into, the problem that they have, and that's selecting individual videos to target. And a lot of you listening, you know, if you've tried YouTube, maybe you started out there because there's a lot of free content out there that talks about, okay, just, you know, 
type in all of the different videos. There's different tools that you, know, you grab videos and those tools work well for what they do. But the problem is those campaigns are hard to scale because if you're only targeting videos, even if you have hundreds or thousands of videos, you know, you're not going to get the same scale as targeting a whole keyword, like how to lose weight. You'd have to, you know, find thousands and thousands of videos to make up the same volume that just one keyword has. And so people run into a problem where they're only targeting in two dimensions. They're not targeting based on who somebody is. You know, then people run into the problem, right, where they, they can't scale, but they're getting a lot of conversions with placements and it's working efficiently. So they go the opposite direction. Then they say, oh, I'm just going to target keywords on their own. So like how to lose weight or I'm going to target topics, health and fitness. But the problem there is you got a lot of scalability, but what you don't have is you don't have specificity. You don't actually have a high converting you know, campaign because it's too broad, right? So you can, you can scale that to the moon, but it's not going to get you the conversions you want. I want to get some clarity here because I'm getting a little confused. So at a macro level, mm -hmm. just talk about the three different categories of demographics, intent, and audience, just so I can wrap my brain around it. Oh, yeah. Because I think I might have gotten lost somewhere along the way. So just differentiate the three real quick at a high level. Yeah, absolutely. So at a high level, it's demographics. That's who somebody is. And then you have intent, which is the videos. Right. And then you have audiences, which is the specific uh, details of who a person is based on all the Google data that they have what they've searched before. Like you said, Google Analytics is on all of the websites. So where they've gone online. So wait a minute, this is where I want to get clarity. The difference between demographics and audience, like clarify that a little bit, because in my mind, that sounds like it's a subset of demographics. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So the demographic side, that's going to be more focused on location, age, household income, right? It's basically describing basics of that person. Got it. Okay. But not necessarily their interests. I see. Right? So it's just, it's basically the demographic data. Now, one really great thing that you can do is you could target household income much more effectively on YouTube. You used to be able to do that on Facebook, but they got rid of it on Facebook. So you can target, you know, top 30% of household income earners over here on YouTube and then layer that with the video that they're watching right now. And the third missing dim dimension, and this is what I was, I was talking about, right? Because going back to my example, you know, two dimensions on, on Facebook is people do demographics and they do interests. Over here on YouTube, people do demographics and they do intent or videos. Mm. What they're missing is layering it with who that person is, their audience, their interests, right? So audiences is like interest, right? So it's basically, I see. it's like taking the interest from Facebook and it's it's not directly coming from Facebook. That's That's the analogy, right? combining the best parts of Facebook, the best parts of YouTube, but running it on YouTube because people don't know on Google that you can target somebody, not just based on the video they're watching, but also based on who they are. Google builds these complex profiles of people. They have in-market audiences, in the market for advertising. They have in the market for gym and you know health equipment, right? They have custom audiences you can build. You can literally create an audience on YouTube slash Google the same way you can on Facebook, but even more in depth because you can type in your own custom keywords. So if you want to find all the people that like ClickFunnels, you could type in ClickFunnels, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, you could put in all of these keywords and you could build your own interests on YouTube and layer it with somebody who's watching a video right now and the demographics, like let's say they're in the top 30% of household income earners. So let's say you're selling, you know, a program or, you know, uh, or a higher ticket product, service, you know, course, you can target 
top 30% of income earners, layer that with people that are watching a video that are looking up exactly, you know, what the problem is that you solve, and then combine that with the type of person you want to buy. For instance, a business owner or somebody who's familiar with ClickFunnels, or there's even ways to target people based on websites they've been on before, Google searches they've made before. It's basically adding that third dimension. Perfect. Instead of just targeting based on loose demographics, like their age, you know, gender and income, and then combining that with the video they're watching, you're also layering who they are as a person. And right at the center of that Venn diagram of those three different, the three dimensions of YouTube ads targeting, that's where you pinpoint that ideal client, ideal buyer right in the center. Okay, so I wanna rapid fire a bunch of questions. First of all, under demographics, Give us the quick kind of scope of what you can target with demographics. I know you mentioned like age and gender and income. What else is there? Exactly. So you can target based on, like you said, age, gender, income. Income's a huge one, especially if you're selling a higher ticket product, course, or service. And then they also have parental status. That works uh, very well depending on how you're setting it up. Parental status, meaning are they a parent? Yes, exactly. Are they a parent or not a parent? And that can actually have a pretty big impact depending on what it is that you're that you're oh, selling. Okay. And then location? Exactly. Location. You could target based on location uh, and also uh, the language you know that they, that they speak uh, or that they're watching videos in. And so the location, obviously, if you have a nationwide, like you, you just sell to anybody you know, in the United States, obviously, that, that's a little more broad. But you can target down to a zip code or target down to a street address with a, a radius around it. Mm. So if you're doing more local-based targeting, you could, and we've done this, you know, we've had clients, actually, it's kind of funny, we had a, a Brazilian steakhouse. And they ran ads within, you know, two mile radius or three mile radius. And he was like a local celebrity walking down the street, you know, because who oh. else, what other Brazilian steakhouse is running ads on YouTube? Right. Fascinating. Okay. So those are the main demographic targets. Uh, as far as the intent, are most people targeting specific videos or channels or, I mean, topics? I mean, I know you mentioned you've got videos and then you've got the channel that they live on and you've got keywords, Right which is presumably things that people are searching for or keywords inside the video. And then you mentioned topics as well. Maybe describe what topics is a little bit. Yeah, so that's a great question. So topics is a collection of videos. It's more of a broader set of videos that Google has identified. So Google knows that these videos are about marketing. Mm. Google knows that these videos are about health and fitness. You know, Google knows that these videos are about real estate. That's the broadest view of targeting. Can you get narrow with those topics or is there just a very short list or is it a massive list of topics? So they're pretty broad. So it does get a little narrower than I described, Okay. but not much more. And that's why I highly recommend because it's almost too narrow for placements. And this is what I was trying to say earlier. And I'm glad we're able to, to kind of break down the three different dimensions. But what I was trying to say earlier too with the placements is a lot of people, they run these placements and they have a hard time scaling them, mm. right? And so those are good low-hanging fruit to launch campaigns, but my favorite place to live with YouTube ads, and again, obviously we do placements, we do topics, but it's, it's finding those keywords, finding those winning keywords. You know, because if you find a string of keywords, like, you know, again, like, you know, how to lose weight, how to get more sales, how to grow my business, you know, whatever it happens to be with those keywords that you're looking up, 
I love the, the, you know, how to keywords, by the way, those are some of my favorites. You know, quick question on that. Is the AI smart enough to know the many variations of those keywords or do you have to get those phrases nailed down really tight? It's all broad match for the most part. So the, Google's really good at that. And by the way, as you know, I know I'm preaching the choir here, which I love, but you know, I, like Google for, for all the listeners, like Google has, you know, had so much time to perfect keyword targeting because right. Google search, that's basically all it was. And so now they have that on YouTube and that's, it's so powerful. So now imagine that same, you know, keyword power that you had on Google pay-per-click, but then using it on YouTube with a rich media video. Can you also specifically say those searching for the keywords versus videos with the keywords? Do you understand? Because obviously some videos aren't going to have ads on them. Like we don't have ads on our channel. So if someone was searching for those, you know, putting my ad up in search might be better in some regards than sticking it at the front of a video. So I'm assuming you can do either one. Is that correct? Yes. So those are YouTube discovery ads and those are, are very powerful as well. So those, you know, if somebody is searching on YouTube, you could pop up in the search results or alongside other videos as a recommended video. Uh, those are kind of the sneaky YouTube ads because they, they almost disguise themselves as natural videos you'd find. Everybody knows a YouTube, you know, pre-roll ad or in-stream ad that appears in front of another video. They know that's an ad, but these other types of ads, you know, it's not that people, it's, they're not hiding the fact that they're an ad, but they feel a lot more like natural content because you're basically searching and then right there, similar to Google search, right? Search ad, right there, it's right at the top of the results. So you click on it and you watch the video. Well, and this brings up an interesting question, which is if you've got an amazing video on your YouTube channel that seems to be meeting all the metrics you care about, right? It's got a crazy long retention. People are becoming subscribers. They're doing all the actions you want them to do. Why would you not want to put some money behind it to get it out there to grow your your subscribers and your engagers. Is that not an option? It is, right? Exactly. It exactly is. And it, it's incredibly powerful. And we've helped, you know, quite a few people scale up their YouTube channels, you know, get uh, like, you know, thousands and thousands and in some cases, hundreds of thousands of subscribers just by running strategic discovery ads where you can basically growth hack the growth of a YouTube channel because it, it simulates a natural content. People go with those videos people go to the watch page of the video and then they can subscribe, they can like the video, they can comment, they can interact just like normal. And Google, in the Google Ads dashboard, and I, which obviously you know runs the, the YouTube ads, you can see how many earned subscribers you've had, how many earned likes you've had, how many earned, uh, earned views is one of my favorite ones because that's after they've seen this video, how many other videos did they watch? Mm. And that's like the rabbit hole of your YouTube channels. It's pretty fun to look at. Now on Facebook, you can target video engagers that are on your channel, mm -hmm. uh, on your page. So I would imagine for those of us that have YouTube channels, there's got to be extra targeting for our videos to the people that watch it. Is that an option? Yes. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yes, exactly. We have a channel and we, we've got people watching our videos. Now we want to target an ad towards them. We can do that, right? Exactly. Yes, you can. So you could target people who are subscribers. You could also target people who have liked any of your videos, mm. watched any of your videos, um, target people who have shared your videos. There's a huge multitude of different things that you can target. And that's some of the lowest hanging fruit, especially if you've you know built up an organic YouTube channel. You take all of those people, all of these buckets that you have, and then you run these retargeting ads to them. And so that way you can keep reaching them again and again. And you, obviously you can run the in-stream ads, so those are ads in front of other videos that drive conversions, or you could run the discovery ads, which are the ones that go to the YouTube watch page to continue to grow your channel and get them to engage with more content. Another question, when you are targeting a specific video or a specific channel, 
you've got the video, like you said, that's the pre-roll video, right? That you can skip, but you know how a lot of people have a longer session duration and they just keep watching videos. Is there a way to target people after they've watched the popular video so that maybe your ad pops up before it rolls to the next video or is that not an option? Yeah, so you can target people based on the videos they're watching. There is a setting for popular content as well, you know, for more popular YouTube videos or to target them based on where they're at in that viewing process. Like they're watching a play, let's say they're watching a playlist, right? And they're yeah. going between the videos. Can you inject an ad right in the middle of those videos? Is that an option? It can, but in terms of the targeting, uh, you would have to, you'd have to know the specific video that most people are watching in a playlist. So it's not, you can't inject it into a specific playlist, I see. but you could, you could target, uh, in front of a specific video and it could appear like that. So, but the specific targeting on a playlist is, is not, um, that in depth, uh, yet. And obviously Google's always rolling out things, but not yet on that front. Another question. Let's say that there's a video like one on my channel that that has a lot of views, but the channel has not turned on monetization, so there's no ads. But I wanna target people that watch that specific video so that maybe they'll see my ad later on, on, on YouTube, right? Maybe they'll see it in search, but I wanted to target the people that watch that specific video, but that channel does not have monetization turned on. Is there a way for me, even though I don't own that channel, to say, I want the people that watch that video, I wanna run ads to them on YouTube, or is that not an option? Um, not on other people's channels. I see. But it does bring up an interesting point that you actually can target people who have been on different people's websites or or similar people. So d just to clarify, it's not all the people that, that have gone on their sites, but what you can do is you can build out, and, and this is in that third component, the third dimension of YouTube targeting, again, you know, demographics, intent, and audience. Yeah, let's go there. Right? Yep. In the audience, right, you actually can target people based on, different affinities. And I think this actually, we were going to get to breaking down this one as well, right? So you have some of the pre-built ones like in market affinity. So in the market for advertising, you know, people who are, you know, custom audiences, right? So moving soon, right? So somebody who, you know, is, might be looking for real estate. So, you know, real estate agents can target that, mm. but then you also could build your own. So custom audiences, and that's where the fun starts because you, yes, you can type in keywords. So you can type in keywords like, you know, click funnels, or you can type in keywords like, you know, weight loss, et cetera. But what you can also do is you can also target people based on Google searches they've made in the past. Mm. Um, so you can actually target people based on, you know, a collection of Google searches. So let's say they've searched something in the past and now they're watching another video. You could target them based on what they've searched in the past. So if they had searched social media examiner in the past, you could target them on YouTube, even if they aren't, you know, looking that up right now. So that goes back to what you're talking about. Fascinating. And if I own Social Media Examiner, which I do, I could target people presumably who've been to my site, right? On YouTube, is that correct? Exactly. And now here's an incredible part too. There is also something called a URL affinity audience where you can put in URLs of you know uh, different websites, any website that has Google Analytics installed, right? Which is basically, like we said, basically all of them. Right. You can put the URL of those websites into a URL custom affinity and then you can target people who have either been to that site or been to similar sites. Now I will say it's also or similar sites, but either been to that site or similar. Sites. It's almost like a lookalike audience, presumably, right? Or is it is it actually the exactly. audience? Exactly, yeah. of other people's website traffic. Fascinating. It's insane. It, it's You could essentially create a lookalike audience of other people's website traffic as a URL affinity audience. Huh. What else can you do with this audience uh, targeting? Exactly. So you've got the URL affinity, um, then you have the custom affinity, right? So you can basically create your own audience. 
there's also a mobile app affinity. So based on apps they've used before. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, if I'm not marketing an app, because obviously I, you know, I have a background in marketing apps that we talked about before, but now it's more so in funnels and stuff like that. But here's the great part. If people are using a bunch of different weight loss apps, you might know, hey, they're trying to, to do this and maybe they, they want to invest in a program or a personal trainer, right? Because maybe the apps aren't getting them the results they want. Or I can very effectively target marketers, you know, kind of like all of us right. by targeting people who literally use, get this, the Facebook ads and Google ads, mobile applications. Now, because this is Google, I'm assuming it's only targeting apps that are on Android or is it also Apple apps? So for this, it's apps that's on Android, but they do take that data and it's basically creating a lookalike. So the people who are most similar to the people that use this app or people who are most similar to people that use this website. So what I have found, and that's actually something I did testing on because I was curious about that. I have found that it's pretty effective at finding people even on iPhone that have an affinity to using those types of applications. What about people that are actually, uh, I'm thinking of local businesses right now. What about people that don't live in your town that are there visiting right now? Can you do that kind of thing? Because obviously Android is a Google operating system, everyone, right? And they're tracking where you go. Uh, yep, they sure are. So can you literally track people that are like from out of town that are visiting if you're in the tourism industry? I mean, is that an option? Yes, you, you, yes, you can. Exactly. And it's really powerful. You can literally target people if they are traveling, right, and they're now in a location and you know that they, they came from somewhere else, you could target people with your ad. With your pizza place or something, right? Like a discount yeah. pizza delivery service, right? <laughs> exactly. Discount delivery service, whatever, you know, whatever it happens to be, you know, especially uh, it's actually kind of funny too. I know of people, I almost did this myself, but like, I, I know of people that actually have, have gone to conferences and obviously, you know, this is a different, you know, but, you know, back <laughs> yes. with, with conferences or whatever, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, who, who go to conferences and they'll target, they'll target all the people coming in from, from, you know, from out of the area as well. Fascinating. Now let's sew it all together. Like you said, the magic is using all three of these together, right? So give us a simple exa example of the power trio, if you will, demographic intent and audience, maybe something you've done for a client just to kind of help everybody understand how, when you use all three of these together, it can be magic sauce. Exactly. Absolutely. So I've got um, one really great example and it's going it, to, it's really easy to make sense. So we have somebody who, you know, is basically a nutritionist and they basically take a different approach at weight loss, right? Kind of looking at from the food perspective and they create a great YouTube ad and um, we work with them on that. And there are three D YouTube ads targeting because they have a higher ticket program because they do it as, you know, one-to-one -one coaching, high ticket program. We're targeting with demographics, right? The first point we're targeting top 30% of household income earners, people that can afford a higher ticket program, mm -hmm. layering that with the videos they're watching, videos on how to lose weight, people who are watching, you know, literally looking up the keywords, how to lose weight, they're watching videos on that, uh, workout tips, nutrition, et cetera. And then we're layering that, remember the third dimension with the audience of people that are, in this case, they wanted to target business owners, because I forgot to mention that earlier, they're really looking to, to, to reach people who have a, a big reason to get in shape. I see. And that was that they can have clarity, that they can grow their business, that they you know can can be, be fit and be active. And so what they're doing is they want to reach a business owner who's watching a video on how to lose weight, who's in an income bracket that they can afford their service right in the center. That's the ideal, ideal client right there. Wow. Well, first of all, 
I think everybody's eyes have been open to the crazy targeting you can do with YouTube. <laughs> My gosh. Alric, why don't you tell everybody if they want to discover more about you, where do you want to send them? Where can they find you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to learn more about me, I put together a page uh, just for everybody here, all the listeners, adoutreach.com. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H, adoutreach.com slash S-M-E. So just adoutreach.com slash SME. You'll see a little video of me thanking you for watching the, the podcast and listening to the podcast. And then I have a few different resources on a whole webinar on how you can use YouTube ads, how that works, uh, a variety of trainings, access to our Facebook group where we're constantly posting new value um, and the ability to book a call if uh, you want to see if YouTube ads are a good fit for you. Alric Heck, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. It was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Mike. And by the way, if there was anything that we mentioned and you missed it, we took all the notes for you. Check them out by going over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 435. By the way, if you're new to this show, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about the show? I'm at Stelzner over on Instagram. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I will be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.